Welcome to the Risk and Repeat podcast, episode number 185. I'm Rob Wright, Security News Director at Tech Target, and I am here with security news writer Alex Kalafi. Alex, welcome. Thanks, Rob. How are you doing? Alex, it's been a busy week. I know. <laughs> well, big stuff like Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Yeah. And it's we're recording this on a Thursday, currently 10 a.m. East Coast time on March the 24th. Who knows what's going to happen mm-hmm. the, the rest of today and tomorrow. But it feels like we were just complaining not too long ago about things being a bit slow. There obviously being a ton of information and, and uh, updates and cyber-related news coming out of uh, Europe and with the Russian invasion of Ukraine, but not not a ton of stuff that we would normally cover. Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, this week has just been full of stuff. We're going to focus on one topic in particular uh, that we covered this week, and that is lapsus. Mm-hmm. The not really a ransomware group. I've seen people refer to, we've referred to them as ransomware, but it sure seems like, based on the information that we've received this week, that they're an extortion group, but they're not deploying what you would call ransomware. Now, Rob, what does it mean to be an extortion group that is not explicitly a ransomware group? Because I always assumed the two of those were pretty much intertwined. Like, don't you need a ransom to extort? We, yes, we, and we had this discussion. Uh, I had this discussion with um, some colleagues, including uh, Peyton Doyle, our uh, co-op from Northeastern U. Mm -hmm. He was working on a a ransomware related project for us, for Tech Target and Search Security. And we had, this very discussion a couple of times, like what do we consider ransomware? And it seems pretty obvious ransomware is now, you know, a ransomware group is a mal as a, is a cybercrime group that deploys ransomware, which encrypts your data and you demand a ransom for it. And it seems like lapsus just gains entry to an organization and maybe uses destructive malware, according to recent reports, a a new report from Microsoft, which we're going to touch on later, Um, but doesn't deploy like, you know, your typical Conti or Hive ransomware, where Mm -hmm. it encrypts the data and you demand payment for the decryptor. Um, they just exfiltrate the data and then leak some of it or leak all of it and say, pay, pay us or give in to our demands. Um, now, <laughs> this is an interesting group, Lapsus. They've made a lot of headlines. They hit mm. two companies uh, recently that made news this week. Uh, Microsoft, obviously very big, mm-hmm. and authentication provider Okta. And we're going to discuss those in just a minute. But... Um, it's worth noting that this group has received a lot of coverage in the last few months, a lot of speculation about who they are and what their motives are. There were two stories that came out yesterday, Wednesday, uh, one from Bloomberg and one from Krebs on security that indicated at least one of the members of this group was a minor, a 17 year old UK resident. Um, We're not going to go into sort of, the, the nitty gritty of those reports just, you know, wanted to mention them because it's they're two independent reports that 
discuss the background of at least one member of this group. Um, but they've made a lot of news. And Alex, you covered I, arguably the sort of the first big target that they hit or one of the first big targets, but one, at least for us in the U.S., that made a lot of headlines and sort of put this group on the map. Um, and that was NVIDIA. Um, or was I Samsung? I, I forget. Stuff I think it was so NVIDIA fast. first and then Samsung. I, maybe I wrote Samsung and Sean wrote NVIDIA. But either way, <laughs> either way, I've been there since the beginning, Rob. <laughs> yes. And, and, and so the, these stories, you know, these these cases were interesting because, well, it, like we said, it wasn't a traditional sort of ransomware attack. And in the case of NVIDIA, it, this was so bizarre. Do you remember this? The the they demanded first they demanded money, but then they demanded that um, they take the cap off of uh, GPUs that prevent sort of excessive crypto mining, mm-hmm. and 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 then sort of up. I think up two separate demands up to the demand to say you should open source this, so you give you know users control over how they use your your products, and you know they should be able to crypto mine. They be able to use their you know, the, the NVIDIA GPUs that they buy how they want, um, which I thought was kind of crazy. I, I don't, you know, I, I think a company will pay, but they're not going to like seed control over their technology to some random threat actors. Um, but yeah, you mentioned Samsung, another, another one, uh, that was product source code, I believe. Correct. Yeah, it didn't seem like it was any uh, user data in that one, um, which, which seems to be the case with most of these. Uh, mm. Actually, I I want to talk about lapses for a second. Sure. Because in the two years and change I've been on this beat, this is probably the strangest threat actor that yep. I've, I've encountered so far. Uh, everything about them is a contradiction. Everything about them either like like seems to like either make no sense or could be two different things. I mean, they're a relative newcomer to the space, which means that maybe they'd be hitting smaller targets or like mm-hmm. reports say they're a relative newcomer. And yet they're compromising, even in a small way, these giant companies like NVIDIA, Samsung, Microsoft, Okta. Okta's maybe not as prominent, but you know, like big companies, right? Yep. They're either from South America or the UK. <laughs> or both. Who knows? Or both. Uh, they're a ransomware o- a- operator, but they're not. But they're, uh, but they're uh, doing extortion. But also they're doing destructive malware attacks. So who knows why they're doing that? Yep. Uh, and then they're doing this other thing where they're bragging about attacks or compromises pretty soon after they happen. And probably too soon to actually have uh, dwell time and make significant damage, which seems strange considering the amount of sophistication it would take to uh, get into those systems in the first place. Yep. And um, it's just, and then something that's like kind of funny because like we talk about all the time how frustrated we are and how companies respond to this and obviously we don't wish cyber attacks against any companies uh obviously the less cyber crime the better but there is a certain little itch being scratched when they're like 
yeah, we uh, we murked these companies. And then uh, the company the next day is like, yeah, there was an attack. We won't say who, but there was some kind of compromise. <sighs> and it's happened for NVIDIA, for Samsung, for Okta, and for Microsoft at this point. Yeah. And it's... Uh, and it's just very weird because the attacks also don't seem that bad so far either. I mean, the Octa one would seem like it was the worst one, but it's uh, everything so weird with this one. Yeah. Um, I guess you, yeah. could you could debate which one has been sort of the most impactful or, or, mm -hmm. or, or bad for the company. Um well, well, let's let's get into it. Let's start with Microsoft because you you mentioned, um, you know, you hinted at how they sort of lapsus blew up their spot. I'll just set the stage. Um, there was a, a a I believe it was a Telegram post uh, from lapsus members uh, late um, Monday night, if I have the dates correct. And they showed a screenshot, or late Sunday night, I believe. Um, and they showed a screenshot of what looked like, you know, Microsoft's internal um, development platform code repositories. And, you know, those, those screenshots made their way onto Twitter. You know, Monday, we're, we're circling reports that Microsoft has potentially been breached. Um, there's a lot of Twitter chatter on it. Uh, you wrote the story on this one. What, you know, summarize for us, summarize the journey <laughs> to get to, to get to Microsoft where we are today. Yeah. To what we know today, um, or maybe not the journey, but summarize, I guess, what ended up happening, what we learned about with this well, you said it that uh, Lapsus is like we've known of Lap Lapsus for the last few months, but mm -hmm. to be honest, I really think the modern journey of Lapsus began like two weeks ago, yeah. one or two weeks ago. Yeah, um, especially with Nvidia and Samsung. Like I said, uh, Lapsus bragged on Telegram that they had uh, gotten into both of them. Um, the companies later confirmed it, though I think Samsung didn't exactly say who it was. I'm right. not sure if NVIDIA did, because I don't think I wrote that story. Um, and then you kind of wonder who's going to be next. Microsoft and Okta are kind of the story this week. They're kind of the next two, yeah. it feels yeah. like. Um, so on Monday, or Sunday, Monday, uh, there were screenshots posted to Telegram of source code developer platform exactly like you said mm. um and then microsoft uh i think sean contacted them monday yep and microsoft said they were aware of the claims and were investigating which made it sound like they had just found out about it although that doesn't seem to be the case yes um because on Tuesday afternoon, evening, Eastern time, yep. Microsoft posted a blog post that was a pretty in-depth technical overview of Lapsus, saying, mm -hmm. here's how they compromise folks, here's what they, uh, here's sort of what they've been doing, um, et cetera, et cetera. But 
uh, maybe about the 60 or 70% mark through that blog post, there's a little headline that's like impact on Microsoft or something kind of like subtle like that. Mm-hmm. Um, where Microsoft basically said, yes, they did access uh, us somehow. There was no customer code or data. Uh involved in observed activities and that limited access was granted via a single compromised account, which they quickly remediated and prevented further activity. Uh, Microsoft also did not explicitly say source code had been stolen, but um, they did say this week, the actor made public claims that they had gained access to Microsoft and exfiltrated portions of source code. And then they later said in that paragraph, Microsoft does not rely on the secrecy of code as a security measure and viewing source code does not lead to elevation of risk. But they're missing that middle part where they say the threat actors access source code. Yes. And I asked them about this and they said we have nothing further to say at this time. So I think Microsoft is burying this, which I mean, no S word, Sherlock. But uh, yeah, that, that's kind of my... Uh, that's my immediate gut feeling. Yes. Um, I I am going to take a deep breath before I get into this. <sighs> oh, sorry. Can I say one yes. more thing about this before you you go off as Please you will? Do. Please do. Um, there was there was also a little line about how Microsoft's team was already investigating the compromised yes. account when lapses took credit for the breach. This public disclosure, they said, escalated our action, allowing the team to intervene and interrupt the actor mid-operation, limiting broader impact. Well, my questions are, one, if they already disclosed it, is, is like any broader impact really being limited, or is this just them responding to a thing? Two, they're already uh, investigating lapses, and they already knew about the compromised account, but had not connected the two yet is kind of what they're saying. It's but they didn't say it, so yes. who knows anything about anything? I sure don't. So go go this, off. <laughs> when this was posted and we're going to get into Okta's response and the criticism that they've received on their end for for how they handled their own incident. When this dropped Tuesday evening, I was legitimately shocked. Mm-hmm. This is one this is one of the worst incident disclosures I've ever seen like by a major technology company. You you see bad uh incident you know cybersecurity incident attack breach disclosures all the time from you know, your average manufacturing company or, you know, maybe the ICS company. And I don't mean to pick on ICS guys, but you know what I'm saying? Like the technology, Microsoft does security as part of its business. Mm -hmm. This is so weak to, to post something about lapses that is ostensibly a threat intelligence report about an attack group threat actors and then to shoehorn a graph toward the end of the post about your own breach at the hands of the same group that's that is so flimsy 
but not too far at the end of the post. It's no, like it's a few far. paragraphs no, above. Yeah, yeah, no, no, it's good. It's good. It's good. It's good. It's great job, Microsoft. Put it ahead of the recommendations that you have for other people on how to stop lapses. That that was that was nice of you. So weak and so flimsy. Like you said, the language. I mean, it's only a graph, so of course you're going to have gray areas, which I mm-hmm. think is by design. But you can't tell if they're admitting that the source code that was leaked by Lapsus the other day is true, genuine. Is it accurate? Mm-hmm. Is that the real source code? Did they get it from your internal repositories? Or did they get it from somewhere else? You can't tell exactly how the detection went down. I mean, it seems like, like you said, according to that that part of the post toward the end, the last few sentences, it seems like lapses kind of gave themselves away with that screenshot and that if they hadn't posted it microsoft might not have known that they had access that they were in Mm -hmm. there and who knows what they could have done this is so unbecoming of a major company like microsoft it I, i was incensed when i read this i couldn't believe it uh it, 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 mm-hmm. it's just it's so upsetting to see them shrug this off because why because it's source code and not customer data i i we have such a problem with breach and attack transparency in this country it's it's despicable and i can't believe that they haven't gotten more crap for this i really i really can't i can't believe that more people haven't, I know a lot of InfoSec experts on Twitter have done so, but I'm surprised there hasn't been more. Um, because this is, like I said, I want to use more words. I want to use more descriptive, um, colorful metaphors to describe what a weak move this was by Microsoft. But this is this is just, this is terrible. This is absolutely terrible. Uh, I, I agree. Uh, before you f and Jeff too much, though, yeah. Uh, one one thing I think is very interesting about yes. this is that not only is it like buried in a blog post about the threat actor, but it's couched in a in an article where everything around it is really good information. It is. I know. I, I'm glad you mentioned because it, it is really. I mean, the the stuff in there about the wiper elements, um, just just sort of the more technical details about how they. You know how they're compromising credentials. Uh, paying, it's paying really employees. good. Yeah, paying, it's, yeah, <laughs> it's excellent. I'll, I'll, I want to read a couple graphs because sure, I guess it yeah. does inform the lapses. We're still mad at Microsoft. We, we are, but the here's some of the good information they had. Uh, Lapsus's tactics include phone-based social engineering, SIM swapping to facilitate account takeover accessing personal email accounts of employees at, lo- at target organizations, which is kind of interesting, sort of maybe going after Gmails yeah. uh, or uh, whatever, paying employees, suppliers, or business partners of target organizations for access to credentials and multi-factor authentication approval and intruding in the ongoing crisis communication calls of their targets. Very interesting stuff. And then... Um, we also know that they target organizations globally in government, healthcare, media, retail, technology, and telecom, meaning there's a bunch of stuff we probably don't see. Microsoft said the group is known to hack individual cryptocurrency exchange accounts yeah. in order to drain victims of their holdings. Here's my first question for you as someone yeah. who's been uh, at this three times as long as I have. 
paying employees, suppliers, or business partners of target organizations for access to credentials and MFA approval. Now, I know of phishing. I know of uh, vishing, voice phishing. But uh, bribery of employees, suppliers, and business partners, is this a regular thing that happens? Um, I mean, I've heard about it happening. I mean, do you remember the Twitter breach? That was one of the things that was first alleged was that they got the, the, the threat actors, the kids, um, kids, the, the, the hackers who got inside of Twitter and posted those crypto, um, you know, uh, links being like, uh, you know, Hey, uh, I'll double your, your, whatever's in your wallet. Just send me the interest. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Obama says he'll double your crypto. Um, Elon Musk. <laughs> uh, I think initial reports were claims even from one of the threat actors was that they bribed someone. Um, and I, I guess it turned out not to be true. They, they got the access a different way. Um, I have heard about it. I mean, it's more likely that they, that they do exactly what's described here. Phone-based um, scams, social engineering, SIM swapping, brute forcing accounts, getting access to personal email accounts, and, and working the, um, the third-party uh, business partners or suppliers that way. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I'm, it's certainly possible that they're, that they're bribing or paying employees for that stuff. Um, you never know. So, mm-hmm. okay. but I, I, I mean, to, to, I think it's, like I said, it's more likely that they're doing what it seems like, ex- like happened exactly with the, uh, the Octa case, which provides a good transition to that one. Um, because that was the, so this was this was kind of a messy affair as well, although in a, a different way. Um, so after the Microsoft screenshot, um, there was uh, a, another post from Lapsus that showed that they had it looked like they had gained access to a Okta super user account, which just set the internet ablaze or infosec twitter i guess because that's bad news so mm-hmm. okta like you said not as big as microsoft but very very important um a crucial identity and access management vendor sso mfa so basically the implication was if somebody got inside with admin rights to okta they could get mfa codes um they could reset SSO. If you reset an SSO account or gain control of that, I mean, single sign-on, You like how many things do we use our single sign-on for here at TT, at Tech Target? A bunch. Think, think about how much access that, get, that gets you. Mission-critical apps, enterprise data. Hugely devastating if true. Now, turned out not quite to be true. Um, it seems like... Initially, not it seems like initially, Okta said, you know, hey, our service has not been breached, remains fully operational, no corrective actions need to be taken, everything's you know sort of under control, and we're investigating. Um, and then there was an additional update. I think we're on our fourth update at this point um, from Okta, 
but I think they posted something Tuesday evening that said, you know, we've done a more thorough analysis of these claims and we concluded that a small percentage of customers, I think they said approximately 2.5%, have been potentially impacted through this, you know, third-party account that was compromised and may have had some data uh, exposed. And, you know, we identified those customers and we are contacting them, but no, you know, no corrective action needs to be taken by their, by those customers who may have been impacted. So it's like, you're impacted, but don't worry, you can't do anything about it. It was kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Now, yesterday, after getting some very vocal criticism from um, various parts of the internet and InfoSec community, uh, Okta had not one, but two live um, virtual press conferences or, or, or media events. And they also published a uh, more extensive blog post. Um, now, this more extensive blog post has quite a bit of information in it, um, new timeline of events, a lot more detail about who and, and what and why. This came after, like I said, some passive criticism, some very direct criticism of Okta's response. Um, there was, I don't know if you remember uh, seeing the Cloudflare response to the Okta thing. They put out like, because they use Okta as a service. They put mm-hmm. out a, a, like a very detailed report um, and a timeline showing like, this is when we got word. This is what we did. This is what we confirmed. We reset credentials just to be on the safe side. No, no indication of any you know, data. I mean, so their response to Okta's um, reported incident was longer than Okta's and they're just a customer. Um, so yesterday they, they put out a lengthier statement and more information about uh, what had happened. And lo and behold, it turns out that they first learned of a potential incident back in January, January 20th. The threat actor apparently had the lapsus threat actor apparently had access to a customer service agent account at Cytel, a third party partner of, of Okta. Um, they got inside this account through RDP. It's not totally clear how they got into the account, um, whether they brute forced or fished or whatever, but they got the account. They started collecting data from um, this account on. Okta customers, hence the 2.5. I think it was around 600 something customers. Um, but it was not a super user account. The customer service agent was just using a an internal app called super user. So even though the screenshot said super user, it wasn't really a super user. Mm-hmm. And all of this was apparently determined like weeks ago. And they got a summary report about the incident um, from Cytel on March 17th. So they had this information, but for whatever reason, they didn't disclose it. Like, so they didn't disclose that the account was compromised back in January and they didn't provide further information from the summary report until like just yesterday. And so long story short, Okta was not breached And this was sort of purely an issue for the third-party provider, Seidel. But like, they didn't say that. They didn't say that until yesterday. They had that information and they 
for whatever reason, they weren't more transparent about it. And it's not clear why. I mean, we can make guesses about like how many lawyers and law firms and sort of risk management people were, you know, in these meetings determining how to do this. But so weird. I, I don't understand why, why they didn't just say this earlier, why they didn't say something back in January. Um, and they've taken a lot of criticism. I just, we just talked about this this morning. Um, uh, Tenable's CEO, Amit Yaron, posted an open letter just roasting them saying, you know, hey, uh, two months is too long. The compromise should have been disclosed when Okta detected it in January or after a competent and timely forensic analysis, quote unquote. Mm -hmm. And he's, you know, he's, he, as a customer, he's, I mean, he said, I'm frustrated. Like, this is just unacceptable. Um, and I, I think he's right. I think it's, it's harsh and the breach isn't as bad as maybe people thought it was when they saw that super user screenshot. And it's not as bad as the lapsus guys claimed. They claimed they had a lot more, I guess, information and access, and it turned out not to be quite that the, the case, but it does not make Okta look good from an incident response perspective. It really doesn't. No, there's two of these cases where like lapsus is just like clowning people with a single account compromise or, or whatever, and just making them look bad and watching them clown themselves really. And it's, it's very consistent. I mean, you see it the the most with Okta and uh, Microsoft, although Samsung and NVIDIA, they were not giving up details yeah. uh, super. It was just, that was just a bore. Those were just boring, uh, bad disclosures as yeah. opposed to these uh, more exciting, bad disclosures. But it, it does, um, I like, obviously, like you can't really legally police these specific situations so much at the moment yeah um at least based on what we know but it really is kind of embarrassing you know like whatever bureaucracy and lawyers told them to like oh give up as little as possible right at any time and and then just carrying that philosophy um without any sort of long game or perspective on how it will look if you keep doing it like this has resulted in the embarrassing circumstances we find ourselves in today. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'll just close with this because I could, I could talk about this for days. I mean, I have been talking about this for days with you guys venting yeah. on Slack. I, I know Okta's response was bad and it should have been better. And people have a right to be upset. I am surprised though, like Okta wasn't even breached. Mm-hmm. Microsoft was, and I, I get it. Microsoft's breach involved source code, but like, I just, I think that their response to this is worse. And I'm wondering why there hasn't been more criticism directed toward how Microsoft is handling this. And I, the only thing I can come up with is like, it didn't involve customer data. So and everything in this country, in the U.S., is sort of, in terms of disclosure, etiquette, and law and compliance, is sort of built around the consumer and the customer. And that's fine, but like, somebody still got inside Microsoft and got mm-hmm. their source code, 
And it deserves more than just a <laughs> a piddly paragraph at the end of a Thread Intel report. And it's well, like if we're going to get on Okta for the way that they handled things, which was not good. I'm not excusing that. I think that there's some criticism to be made against Microsoft. Rob, Microsoft doesn't rely on the secrecy oh, of their yeah, source yeah, code. Of so actually, they blessed us. We are privileged <laughs> to be given a disclosure at all yep. in this beautiful world we live in. Yep. I, yeah. Just, I, look, I don't care what the, like, I mean, I do care what data. It, that matters, what data the threat actors get. But at the end of the day, like, it's let's, the attitude, though, right? It, right. <laughs> let's try to be real about this stuff. Whether, like, whether they got source code or customer data or both, like, they got inside your network. Something mm-hmm. went wrong. And we need yeah. to start looking at this stuff. Like, we need to start looking at how devastating single account compromises are, especially when, I mean, these incidents, especially the Okta one, prove that there's no network perimeter anymore. You get one third party account and you're off to the races. And, you know, I, again, I just wonder like if, if lapses hadn't posted that screenshot, like what could have happened at Microsoft? Could it have been worse? I don't know. So I, I just think yeah. they need to do better. I mean, both companies need to do better, but Microsoft probably deserves a little bit more criticism of this than they're, than they're currently getting. So, I mean, that was, that was, I know it wasn't the exact same thing. Um, but the, I mean, every podcast we were doing around that exchange server hack last year, weren't we also talking about how bad Microsoft's response had been for being such a prominent security company? Yeah. I mean, that was a tough one though, but just, just because, you know, to summarize, I, I think there were a lot of moving parts. Um, and I think they tried to get that issue patched i mean there was nation state exploitation of that activity there was a leak of that information about that zero day somewhere in in the disclosure process we still don't know how i guess i caught him a little bit of slack for that even though it could have been better this this is just yeah okay it's inexcusable to me I, I, you know, you can tell me source code doesn't matter and sure, but they got inside your network and they got inside a, a, a source code repository. It's not just like, you know, some rinky dink asset, you know, mm-hmm. in, in your, in your system. Um, I think it deserved a little bit more than, than what they gave. So I agree. I agree. Well, that does it for now, Alex, for uh, our lapsus journey. I'm sure we're going to have more to discuss about this group later as more information comes in about who they are, who's involved with the group, and who knows, but further exploits or attacks or claims of attacks. Um, but for now, we'll leave it there. I really appreciate you uh, taking the time to discuss this with me and to listen to me vent about Microsoft. I'm sure you enjoyed it. <laughs> I appreciate you, Rob. Thank you. Thank you, Alex. And thank you to the readers and listeners of Search Security. I'm Rob Wright, and we'll see you next time.